five, four, three, two. What's up? I'm Natalie. And I'm Cersei. And this is I Rewatch iCarly. Every other week, we crack open some drinks, rewatch iCarly, discuss the hell out of it, and choose a stellar fan to be the pod babe of the week at the end of each episode. It's pretty tight. So be sure to stay tuned. Big news in the world of I Rewatch iCarly. Cersei and I are going to meet IRL for only the second time, second time in the history of of the world of the world of ever of ever. Um, so it is about to be a big weekend, and I think it's kind of fate and very telling of what the universe has in store for us, alignment-wise, foreshadowing our success, and you know all that good stuff. We're gonna be together for. I go to Japan. Yes. And it wasn't planned. No, it wasn't. But but the universe planned it, so it was planned, just not by us. It was planned by Jesus Christ himself. Himself. Of Jerusalem. A.K.A. Gibby. I thought it was Miranda. Oh, yes, true. Gibby is our prophet. Yeah, Gibby's the prophet. Miranda is the entity, much like me and you. Exactly. You are the prophet. I am the entity. <laughs> I'm the most entity there ever was. Entity did. Entities. I'm an entity. Speaking of titties, uh, this episode is titled I Hurt Luber. You sound like a southern person saying I heart Luber. I hurt Luber. I hurt Luber. This doggone fucking Luber. We hurted him today. It's season two, episode four. It was released October 18th, 2008. It was directed by Russ Reinsel, who also directed a personal fave of mine, I Fence. <laughs> and it was written by Ethan Banville, who wrote I Have a Lovesick Teacher. Which you liked that one. Yeah. So we got some faves coming through here. Epic fave moment. In this episode, the gang almost commits first degree murder on a live web show. <gasps> and then they're forced to care for their victim. <clears throat> Mrs. B has a sexy new love interest. Ooh. And Spencer has a new job. So a lot is going on in this episode. We begin this episode on a live episode of iCarly. Ooh. Hey, if you're looking at your computer screen right now, now, when you see Carly and me, then congratulations, you're watching iCarly. However, if you're looking into your toilet bowl right now and you see a live monkey speaking Spanish, you're hallucinating. Schizophrenic representation, check. <laughs> woke iCarly. That epic moment when when your mental illness is the mental illness on screen. Wow. Hashtag Whoa. relatable. Hashtag representation. We love to see that representation in media. Imagine if I just unironically started an episode like hey if you're listening to a podcast right now and you hear nat and me then congratulations you're listening to i rewatch iCarly. and like i i it wasn't a bit i just did it you just did and it. and then i was like let's put this on tiktok it's hilarious yes like this is gold i was like this is gonna get us followers yeah dude it, it's comedy it's comedy but if you're looking in a trash can right now and you see a used dildo with a condom on it then uh, you're, you're probably in a meth house <laughs> No offense to the meth community. Okay, or you're in a meth house. Either one, 50-50 yeah. chance, honestly. I know that it's, like, uncouth to make fun of people with addiction issues, but there is not a politically correct way to 
encapsulate the energy that a meth house has or a crack house per se per se did you just call me a pussy yeah cody co anyone i called you a per se per se jackson <laughs> and the lightning thief. per se and sir say oh no a cursed guy at my high school who only knew me through facebook mm-hmm. came up to me and was like are you seriously seriously and a part of me died and never uh, never resurrected from that day having ptsd flashbacks yeah speaking of ptsd i carly gets topical just like us oh hell yeah they've been told they, they need to use the power of i carly to talk about serious issues they bring a tall guy from the building on screen with his head out of shot the entire time a la charlie brown and ask him Hey, Dave, is recycling important? Yeah. Well, there you have it. Recycling's important. Um, When they were like, you know, they need to use the power of iCarly to talk about serious issues. I was like, that is, again, us on this podcast. We need to use the power of I Rewatch iCarly to talk about the very serious issues that we discuss on this podcast. It's sad because there's actually, like, super serious issues going on. There are. I.E., I don't want to say it, Ukraine. Yeah. It really, it makes me sad. It's fucked up. Anyway, now back to iCarly. Now that the tone is really sad. Yeah. Let's liven it up. Let's just cut right back into iCarly. It's time for messing with Lubert. They plan to torture a poor working man Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. his minimum wage Mm -hmm. job, Mm -hmm. which likely doesn't include benefits. Probably not. With a fruit basket rigged with a hidden camera and a confetti bomb thanks to freddy's friends at the av club yes first of all where is shane second of all why are the (laughs) av club kids rigging things no hang on you moved on past shane too quickly i want to know where he is bring him back is he still dead is he still at the school what's going on he joined a boy band called big time rush and changed his name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what happened to Shane. Damn it. That's what happened to Shane. That's why he's not in the AV club anymore. He's too cool now. He's not in the AV, AV club anymore. He was like, Shane is a lame-ass name. I'm going by my middle name, James. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to what really, really grinds yes, my yes. ears. Go for it. Why? Why are the AV club kids... Club kids. Club kids. Why are the AV club kids rigging things? They are literally camera nerds. Yeah. They are camera nerds. Yeah. I think someone in the costume department of the theater club has a better skill set to camouflage <laughs> a camera in a fruit basket than a virgin who knows only about shutter speeds affecting aperture. Like, how... Would they know how to make a confetti bomb that's triggered by moving a muffin? They are audio visual nerds. This is not the fucking robotics club. This is not engineers in the making. Somebody in that AV club is on the dark web and somebody is looking up how to make bombs. We have a terrorist in that AV club is what is happening. A little domestic terrorism. I mean, it does make sense if it's like a little like virgin incel. Yeah. He's just like on Reddit like, how do I thwart my enemies? He's like, how do I make a bomb? Well, a girl ever touch my pee pee it's like no and then he's like all right well i'm going to make a bomb in a fruit basket for these people von icarly <laughs> they show how the trap is supposed to work with spencer as their test subject he grabs a muffin and the confetti explodes in his face <laughs> much like my nut would uh, if he yes of course so wanted to gotta, gotta get the nut joke out early yeah 
I'm a squirrel. <laughs> I love a nut. As he's, like, walking over to the, like, muffin basket to be like, oh, like, what is this, like, muffin basket? Like, what? Oh, I didn't see you here. He's like, doodly, 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 do. Imagine him doing that, like, right before he goes down on you, like, <laughs> pretending he doesn't see your punani. <laughs> doodly, doodly, doodly. Oh, my God. Oh. Is this a vagina in my mouth? This is the most Don't mind beautiful. if I do. How did that get there? I didn't see that there. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> doodly do. I will. Doodly doodly do. Thank you. Don't mind if I doodly do. <laughs> they turn on the live Luby cam and a kid a senior. A senior drops off the rigged muffin basket. Lube is confused but intrigued. He grabs a muffin and then the basket explodes and Lube is flung back 10 <gasps> feet onto the ground and is killed on impact. Dun, dun, dun. This was one of those episodes that came with a trigger warning. Like kids yeah. were very, very, very scared by it. Yes. It was like many young, young millennials or older millennials first introduction to death. Yeah. And I mean, I certainly remember it. It was scary. Yeah. They literally had fucking Sarah McLaughlin come on afterward yeah. and it was like, yeah. In the arms of Lubers. <laughs> the gang starts freaking out. And they politely ask Sarah McLaughlin, please, shh, we're freaking out. Please. And they cut the cameras, dead ass. Cut the cameras, dead ass. They cut the iCarly feed, dead ass. To show a bunny eating some peanut butter while they go check on their victim. This blast, mm-hmm. this blast that was configured by an AV Club nerd, that was not a conf- that was an IED. Veterans are triggered. That was an IED. Yes. They are calling their psychiatrist. <laughs> it is it was scary. Like I was scared. I wasn't it was expecting scary. it. Like I I didn't remember what happened. It like literally blew up. Like it blew up. It was loud. There was muffins everywhere. Like it like it was a bomb. Like the kid like I said the kid who rigged it literally needs to be on a no-fly list. Like, where's the SWAT team? Where's the FBI? Like, that was a legitimate homemade bomb. Like, he is a domestic terrorist. Where's the IRS? Yeah, where are they? Where are you? (laughs) We have a domestic terrorist. (laughs) We saw his work live on the screen. We can get his information because we know he's in the AV club. At Ridgeway Middle School. We need to get him off of the street. Before he kills his classmates. Oh, God, too, too real, too, too real, real, too real. real. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Blink 385. <laughs> We're at the lobby now. Hobby and Lubert is out cold. There are blown up muffins. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> all over the entire lobby. <laughs> it's a scene of a brutal explosion. Olivia Rodrigo just comes in. <laughs> brutal out here and then leaves exactly that was actually cut um from the show itself um that's in the extended version she's actually like 38 she just looks really good for her age yeah she's like one of those scam artists that pretends like that they're younger and they're really like 40 she's andy milanakis in drag yeah precisely i can't believe olivia rodrigo is andy milanakis confirmed confirmed here live on (laughs) iri watch iCarly. you heard it here first you heard it here first the paramedics rush in and they come to lubert's aid they say he has broken bones a concussion and probably gum disease even though they aren't (laughs) dentists lube is finally conscious 
when he realizes his precious wart is missing and no longer on his face. Sam screams and notices that Lube's wart is stuck to none other than Carly's shoe. Fred takes off her shoe and hands it to the paramedics who say that they need to put it on ice stat. Um, a few questions here. One, who called the paramedics? Was it like a neighbor? Because it wasn't iCarly. I, none of them bitches called the paramedics. They were just like, uh, cut the cameras, dead ass. We just Maybe it was a worried listener. <laughs> yeah. Like a parent in the background, like, holy, is this, is this, this real? real? Is, is this Do we a bit? Call 911? Is, is this a prank channel? Yeah. And then they literally just watched like a guy die on like live web show. And then they were like, maybe we should call like 911. Um, because they were there fast. Yeah. I think that that's like the fastest 911 has ever gotten somewhere. They must have been waiting outside. Yeah. They must have known. They're just chilling. Maybe it's like every time iCarly's on. Like, they're just, like, waiting outside just in case they, like, blow someone up. They're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. We're waiting. They're like, is there a fire this time? Is there a gas leak? Are there some feet we can perchance gaze upon? Most likely, yes. Another question. How is it possible that the wart is stuck on her shoe if it was blown off in the explosion? I don't know, dude. I literally don't know. I hate this. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about... That big ass nasty wart that isn't even a wart. It's a fucking it's a mole. mole. Like, okay, I'm a disgusting freak and I love disgusting things, but this was not it. It was weird. It was gross. It was like, it was just, uh, I just did. Uh, and like the only thing that I can think of was that like this was them like low-key admitting that like his wart was fake like I guess like the absurdity of it is like what's supposed to be funny but like it doesn't make sense no none of it it none of it makes sense at all well so it's like they're not admitting it's fake because they're saying that they're putting it on ice so they're clearly insinuating yeah. that they're going to like put it back it's on alive. which follow-up question can you even put a wart back on someone no like what like what is the point like is there like there's no point like you just got a free wart removal like people pay a lot of money to get that done the plot line should have been he he gets his wart blown off and then he's sexy yeah like you know like they could have ran with that like a glasses situation yeah and he could always get like a mole or like a like a like a wart back later but like yeah it, it would have been sexy for the episode that would have made more sense that would have been funnier because it would have been like them almost murdering him and then now he's sexy yeah that actually would have heightened the episode a lot yes and then it would have been funnier if just in another episode he had like a different growth yeah and he was like yeah it came back what are you gonna do yes that's what i'm saying it could something could have came back he could have gotten something yeah. on his face anything and they they show right before Carly comes or sorry it's like right before the paramedics put Lubert onto the gurney you can see Carly's shoes and there is nothing on her shoes there's nothing on there but then when all of a sudden Sam screams and you see the wart on her shoe like it wasn't there before and they're saying that it was blown off in the explosion so like it's none of it is possible there's no way and it wasn't on the bottom of her shoe it was on the top yeah. so like if that was the case it would have made sense if she like stepped on it or something but like speaking of the paramedics the <laughs> way that they lifted him was so dangerous like yeah if he had like the slightest like neck injury he would have been dead yeah they should fire them he would have been dead they would have fully broken it well they also like fucking slammed him onto the gurney like yeah they broke any more bones too like you're supposed to like delicately transfer him to a hard thing and then lift him mm -hmm. so the spine stays you know not moving and i think this brings me to my conclusion of the last five minutes is that we are looking 
for sense in a senseless world. Yeah. Dan Schneider knows nothing but chaos, mm-hmm. and he will torture us if we try to apply the laws of physics, the laws of man, and the laws of good comedy writing to this show. And the laws of warts. Yes. I am the god of warts. <laughs> no, I'm not. Luby's the god of Luby, warts. Luby, do not disrespect him like that. He is the deity of warts. <laughs> you, like, pray to him and you get a wart. <sighs> you give him, like, offerings. Ew. I like I actually hate warts so much. Yeah. No offense to the wart havers, but back at the Shea apartment. Wee, wee, wee. I still have not received any money from you ungrateful fucks. Carly gets off the phone and says that Luby's going to be just fine. <gasps> Sam's God. like, good. We could have been in so much trouble. And Freddie's like, can you ever think about anyone but yourself? I can, but I choose not to. Period. Sam and Fred tell Carly that if you play the footage in slow-mo, you can see the work getting blown off Lube's face in real time. Yeah. Carly goes, that's disgusting. Show me. <laughs> Me with dicks. Oh, gross. That is disgusting. Do not show me. Me with dicks. What if I had a dick? That is disgusting. Do not show me. She is Cersei having a dick phobic. I'm not phobic of penny tees, which is what Sam is wearing right now. And her penny tee says, dirty shirty. This sounds like one of my nicknames. If you say it with, a, with an accent, it pretty much is. Dirty shirty. Dirty shardy. Dirty shirty shardy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miss Gillespie shit herself mid shit short to you. Miss well, Dirty shirty short herself to you. Miss Dirty shirty sharts herself mid shit. What's the ending? Miss Lispy sharts herself mid. No, Miss Lispy mid shit shart herself. There's more to it. It's a mystery. We're canceled. Spencer walks in wearing the doorman's uniform and tells the kids that he's volunteered to cover Lube's post until he's fully recovered and commends the eye crew to check on him three to four times a day. This is like totally their fault. Absolutely. First things first. He looks so fine in that fucking uniform. Oh, we love a man in uniform. Yeah, I... Sexy. Not cop uniform. No. But this uniform... But this uniform... Hello, sir. Hello, King. How may I serve you today? We at the Eiffel Tower. We Eiffel Towering in the middle of fucking Paris. If this is totally their fault, they should literally be in jail for unintentionally attempted involuntary manslaughter. Yes. Endangering a doorman. Something. New charge, like new law. Instead of endangering a child, it's endangering a doorman. Endangering a doorman. (laughs) They're a rare breed. Yes. Well, it's like you can get like first degree murder for like killing a cop. Like we're going to escalate endangering a doorman to first degree murder. Like it's a more serious charge than that. Unintentionally attempted involuntary manslaughter. Yes. That is literally a charge you could give to anyone for doing nothing for doing anything for breathing yeah you're unintentionally attempting involuntary manslaughter by breathing my air because you're you're taking my air from me savage yeah we're sending so many people to jail now we gotta build a new penitentiary damn we're the bad guys yeah we're putting people in jail who don't deserve it we're kind of like kamala harris it's crazy how you live long enough to see yourself become Become the the villain. villain Why is he volunteering for this position? Labor rights. Unions. We went through this whole thing. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Like, why is he doing unpaid labor? Labor. Labor. Unpaid labor. I'm so against unpaid labor. Unpaid labor. Speaking of unpaid labor, we're having a lot of struggles 
keeping up with this podcast. So if anybody <laughs> is super talented, if anybody wants to do some unpaid labor and doesn't want to get paid for their talents, hit us up. You know where to find us. That was a joke. It was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. It was a joke. It's but it a, joke. Wasn't a joke. Ah ha ha. Unless. Ah ha. Ha Spencer goes to bring his leftovers to his job, aka like his death sentence. It's like an internship. Yeah, literally. like why is he? You don't need a doorman. You literally don't need a doorman. No, they haven't. They have a personal elevator to their room. I don't think that they need a. Also, doorman. like what the building should hire someone, hire a replacement. Yeah, I'm getting heated. Yeah, he goes to bring his leftover ribs to his job and realizes the container is a little bit too light. Mm-hmm. He opens it up to find the bones of the ribs tied into a necklace. Mm. Immediately, he knows the culprit. Yes, he screams at Sam. You ate my ribs, <laughs> and immediately she has a defense i made the bones into a necklace like that makes it okay yeah apparently that makes it okay i mean what 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 is this storyline what are they insinuating she's a cave woman she make bone necklace she she make nice bone necklace for cute man for sexy uniform man you make a baby (laughs) with me in front of eiffel tower that was what she was doing i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense like why yeah who wrote this why would you write that just have her eat the ribs why why did she why would she make them into a necklace that was like a threat, I think. Yeah. I think she was unintentionally <laughs> a, unintentionally attempting involuntary manslaughter by making that necklace. I mean, agreed. Spencer should sue. Agreed. Once ahead. Once ahead. Once ahead, we are Kalabada Harris yeah. sending people to jail. And Sam Sam is going. Camila. Camila Cabello <laughs> sending people to jail. Damn, that's crazy. It rhymes. That means it's true. Clickbait. Camila Cabello sends people to jail. Camila Cabello is the vice president? Yeah, that's crazy. Plot twist. She's been the VP the, the whole, whole time. time. Uh, Three to four times a day, too. I forgot to mention it before, but, like, these are kids. Like, why, why is Spencer telling them to go check on Lube three to four times a day? That's crazy. Girl. Do they not have school? I don't know, dude. I... W- we are looking for logic in a logicless Ugh, world. I want the logic. I just want logic. What the hell? I wish I knew a single logic <laughs> song to start rapping right now. The, the fucking 1-800-DON'T-KILL-YOURSELF. 1-800-NO-DON'T-KILL-YOURSELF. You're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this next part, Natalie, I really yeah. do appreciate you taking the time to write notes on this scene. Uh-huh. But- I don't think a summary will really do it justice. I think we should take a page out of our haters book Uh, and just read the script verbatim. Okay. You can either accept or decline this offer. If you decline, you can highlight the below text and unstrike through it with the instructions written (laughs) and then just read what you had written. Or if you accept, you can scroll to part D and read your parts. I accept, but the whole, if you decline, highlight this. If you accept, it feels like I'm going through like a little like scavenger hunt. You are. It also kind of reminds me of like the, do you like me? Circle yes or circle no and pass it back. Do you want to kiss? Accept or decline. Do you want a little kissy kiss? Yes or no? Okay, I am I'm ready for the play. All um right. just a, a fair warning everybody, this is a cold read. This has not been rehearsed. She is catching me off guard right now. <clears throat> we open on a decrepit, disgusting apartment. Dirty clothes, dishes, and a general foulness cling to every inch of the room. 
Empty takeout boxes, free pretzels, and trash surround their owner, Lubert, who lay injured on his rancid couch. One could only imagine the stench. Enter the children. Hi, Lubert. We just came down. Get out! Okay, bye. Wait, we brought you some food? I don't eat nothing unless it's dead! (laughs) Okay, I guess that's better than the other way around. Oh, and, um, we got you these flowers? Oh, hey, what'd you spend on these? $7.95? Whoop-dee-do! Uh, I-, I see they reattached your wart. Yeah, well, I don't want any of you touching it. Uh, no, no problem. We won't. Well, if there's anything else you need... Fuck my pillow! Oh, uh, sure. He- here, let me help you, uh, sit. I can sit up just flop. There, how's that? Feed my lizard. Huh? What? Uh... My lizard! Feed him some bugs. Where do I get the bugs? I usually catch them in the corner over there. If you put some honey in the palm of your hand, they'll crawl right up on you. Uh, Where do I get the honey? Man, do I gotta do everything myself? Okay, okay, calm down. He'll get you some bugs for your lizard. Anything else do you need? Yeah, my foot itches. Here's a fork. Carly obliges the filth creature and begins to use the fork to scratch his foot. Harder! Oh, yeah! <laughs> no summary no could summary. have ever encapsulated that terror. Yeah, you're right. So shout out to the hater. That's for you. Yeah. Before we move on, I would like to send a few more people to jail. I know we're kind of on, on a roll here. Yeah, I mean, we are Camille Cabello. Yeah, we are. Uh, I would like to send the director, the writer... Uh, Dan Schneider, uh, Jeremy Rowley, anybody who had any input on this scene about a child using a fork to itch a grown man's foot and him moaning harder, oh yeah, while she does it. Also, the pure level of filth that his apartment is sincerely grossed me out. Yeah. And I'm a filthy girl. I'm a little... I'm a girf. I'm a little goblin girf. We're going goblin mode in our apartments. But, like, Lube is, like, the actual goblin himself. He's not even goblin mode anymore. Like, he's straight up goblin, period. He's goblin incarnate. Yes. Like, just breathing in filth and exhaling shit. Yeah. And shitting and pissing and crying and throwing up, just all in that apartment in a corner. And then smearing it on his body, like, as if yeah. it was a, a bath lather. And then letting, like, the bugs crawl on him and then feeding yeah. it to his lizard. And then using his urine as, like, sort of like a shower head, like, spraying it around by aiming his pee-pee. That's confirmed. Yeah, that was real. They had to take it out of the script because Nickelodeon thought it was a little much for camera. It, just a little, just a little. And Jeremy Rowley wasn't comfortable um, self-pissing. He was like, listen, I'll only do so much, He was know? like, yeah. I'll let a kid touch my foot with a fork and I'll moan. Yeah. But but like I draw the line at pissing. You know what? King. Well, let me tell you something, you coward. I do not draw the line at pissing. (laughs) I will piss on anyone. Carly is coming right now. She's running. She said, nobody fucking pisses on my watch. Where's Carl? Where's Carl? I got a low done pack. That's Jeremy. That was the scene that was cut. Anyway, we're in the lobby again. Spencer at his unpaid internship. It's great experience, though. It is. Honestly, and it gets you an end of the industry. It's good for your resume. Yeah. You know, get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Literally, because you're a doorman. But I'm Thanks. She's so sweet. I love when she laughs at my jokes. 
Spencer is at the front desk fucking around with the bell trying to get it to work. And when he finally gets it to ding, it bursts into flames. Spencer uses his coffee to put out the very plausible fire and it spills all over the front desk. Ah, great use of sarcasm in that one, Miss Natalie. Thanks. Miss B comes in and commends Spencer for doing Lube's job while he's recovering. She is a bootlicker. Mm-hmm. But when she puts her hand on the front desk, she starts to malfunction. <laughs> wet, wet and sticky is very icky. Sticky and wet makes mommy upset. Somehow, this relates directly <laughs> to Freddie saying, yes. Hey, I haven't been sticky in a while. But I really, really do not want to investigate that any more than I already have. Wet and sticky makes mommy upset. Sticky and wet makes mommy upset. Sticky and wet. We all know what that means. But also, I don't think it was coffee. I think it was a. I think it was soda. Oh, maybe it. It was like dark. That's why it's sticky. Uh. Yeah, I think it was like a cola. Cause what I was thinking, I was like, man, this boy got like a big gulp at his desk. Oh Just- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gulping. He big gulping. Big gulp. My bingo trap. <laughs> it did kind of look like a big gulp. You're right. I'm spreading I'm spreading misinformation. That's my bad. Thank you for fact checking me. I'm glad that we have a live fact checker on the this web show. This is actually InfoWars. Natalie is Alex Jones. She's just saying things that are not true. And I'm Joe Rogan. Welcome to the <laughs> Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. I used to host Fear Factor and now I'm responsible for fascism in America. Yeah. Woo, 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 I've never heard Joe Rogan talk, like, in this decade. That sounds pretty accurate to me, though. Thank you. I I think I needed to sound more bald. I think bald men have a certain twang to their voice that I just, as a haired person, I just really can't achieve it. No. We can sympathize, but we'll never know. Yeah. All of a sudden, a voice comes through a radio, and Spencer explains that he found a CB radio and lubes stuff and hooked it up. Miss B runs away immediately because she is obviously terrified of wireless transceivers. Spencer clicks on the radio and says, Hello, all you truckers out there this is the doorman and i'm looking for someone to jaw with (laughs) and a guy named rockin rodney chimes in and spencer continues i'm new to the cb world and and then the bell spontaneously catches on fire again i know you love that It do, like okay, lol. I guess for the continuity of Spencer's, like every time he touches anything, because every time I touch, I get the it feeling. catches on fire, and every time, time I see it, I gotta put it out. Can't you feel the flames burning? I don't know why this keeps on lighting. Cause every time I touch, it catches on fire. Um, but like it's it's still just like not funny. Like it's it's not like it doesn't make any sense. It wasn't really funny in the beginning. Like it's just I I don't know why they keep doing it. Yeah, just because it's a callback doesn't necessarily make it a joke. Yeah. Um at us constantly oh. referencing our own podcast. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> We're funny, we're funny, we're, we're, funny. Funny. we're, we're funny. funny, people we're love funny. us, we're hilarious. Also, Miss Benson is literally a QAnon lady. Yes. She's like, them goddamn 5G waves, they they invaded my goddamn brain. Literally, my first thought. Them goddamn nut, nut, nut no nut <laughs> allergies. 
the first thought I had when she was like, I don't like wireless transceivers was, oh, she's an anti-vaxxer. Yes. Also, bestie, I don't know how to explain this to you, but the radio waves are rolling through you every second of every day. You cannot escape them. No. I love people who are like anti-5G because it's just like, it's in the air. In the air, air. Same with coronavirus. And one of them will hurt you and the other one won't. And you are picking the wrong battle, my friend. Yeah, they are. We get topical on this podcast. We are using our platform that is very small to spread awareness about the most known talked about thing of the moment hell Hell yeah yeah. brother i was gonna say as soon as she said that i literally pictured her like at the trump rally where they thought that like jfk (laughs) jr was gonna like rise from the dead and like give them a message like i literally pictured miss benson like holding a sign being like The fucking 5G waves. Tell me what it means, JFK Jr. Tell me. Like, she would be one of those, like, white women who, like, thinks she's oppressed and is, like, taking power in the fact that she's, like, emboldened with this horrible knowledge that isn't real. Or, like, the fucking, when they walk in and they're like, I have the right to breathe oxygen. I don't need to wear a mask. It's my right as an American. Speaking of your rights as an American, the mask mandate is, like, gone. And, like, I went to the grocery store today and, like, the employees didn't have masks on. And there were so many people without masks on. And I was just like, listen... I live with my mother and my brother who's an asthmatic. Period. And you think you're going to breathe my air? Contaminate my air? Hell no, bitch. I'll contaminate your air. I'll go farting up all over you. <laughs> Unintentionally attempted involuntary manslaughter <laughs> charge for all of you. That's literally. Okay, if you don't wear a mask, unintentionally accidental involuntary manslaughter yes. to everyone you come in contact with. Yep. It is a federal crime. It is a federal crime. Camille Cabello just just called me to confirm yep. it has passed. It's gone through to the Senate. Yep. It's gone through to George W. Bush, who's George secretly w. still running things. Yep. It's gone through to JFK Jr. Yes. He did come back, just yep. not in public. He was like, these Trump people, I don't really like them. Like, I was coming back, yeah. but, like, they're weird. It was like, low-key, like, can y'all, like, spread the news? But, like, I'm not, like, really going to come back, though. Yeah. Was JFK Jr. hot? I mean, probably. He was a JFK. Jackie Kennedy. Now that was a girth going goblin mode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, the gang is still doing indentured servitude at the Trash Palace. Sam has had enough and screams, You should be grateful! We've done everything you've asked of us for the last five days! Well, almost everything. The only exception is installing an AC. But the only reason they didn't do that was because they didn't have enough money to buy him one. So instead... Fred is installing a ceiling fan for him. Yes, makes sense. Um, Makes sense that, that three children would have to buy this grown man an air conditioning unit when he's he just has a fucking broken arm. He doesn't have a broken wallet. He could still pay his fucking bills. Hey, they almost killed him, and now he cannot work anymore. That's true. Well, where's the union? Where's the union? Well, why isn't union, he getting his union, pay? Union, union, Why isn't he getting Everybody. his short-term disability pay? Disability. Disability. I'm disabled. <laughs> his unintentional involuntary manslaughter pay. I was going to say his unintentional disability. <laughs> Me, when I got diagnosed with ADHD, I think ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A. I think it should be legally considered a mental disability because, bestie, I need help. Again, this podcast serves for every reason why it should be considered a disability. Doctors need to, like, research us and analyze our speech patterns and be like, yeah, 
there's something very gravely wrong with these girls. Like, you know how they, like, froze, like, Walt Disney to, like, research his brain and shit? Like, they, they should do that with us because of this podcast to research ADHD. Yeah. But then, like, when the world needs us most, they'll unfreeze us, <laughs> like, in Austin Powers. Yeah. And we'll just come out. Oh, we're coming and, like, out. And, like, piss for a really long time. And whoever wants to get in the piss stream can. Yeah. I'm waiting for a volunteer. Anybody want to get peed on? Uh, maybe continue waiting. But while you continue waiting, maybe let's move on. Does this mean that they bought the fan? If they had to buy the AC, does this mean they were like, okay, well, we can't afford a fan, so... I'm assuming so, since apparently he doesn't buy bugs for his lizard. He just catches them catches them in his apartment. He is a working class man. Yeah. He's a tradie. He's something. Well... There's something. There's something. Keeps screaming about his tomato juice that he really wants. And finally, Carly's like, I'll get you some tomato juice. Hallelujah. But when Carly hands him a jar of red liquid, thick red liquid, thick. he yells, Two seats. This isn't tomato juice. And Carly's like, Well, what is it? And he just goes, Uh, nothing. <laughs> like, okay, Lube is not using his raspy voice, he is using. A normal voice. Like, I'm genuinely terrified. Like, what is it? Is it is it blood? What is it? Did he did he unintentionally involuntary manslaughter someone? Dude, like, this was honestly, like, really, I don't, is it like a pony jar? Like, I don't, what, why? What's a pony jar? Oh, my God. You know, I love to mansplain. I love to elaborate. I love to edify people. But Natalie, I love you too much to taint your brain. If you don't know what a pony jar is, I pray to God you never find out. <laughs> the iCrew is finally getting ready to leave. But first, Lubert needs his ceiling fan on. Freddie tries to explain what button to press, and Lube jams it so ballistically that the fan just <laughs> falls from the ceiling directly onto him. I think that this was intentional involuntary manslaughter. <laughs> Not unintentional anymore. A.K.A. murder. Yeah. In the first degree. <laughs> in the first degree. Freddie Benson, you are sentenced to... Life in bimbo penitentiary. Order in the court. Order Whoa. in the court. Whoa. Um, This is why child labor is literally illegal, is this scene right here. Yeah, because they can't work well. <laughs> Period. When you get your, like, little Shein shorts and they're uneven and you're like, Jesus, fuck, come on. Like, come on. Get it together, fucking come three-year-old. Come on, eight-year-old. When did you learn how to fucking sew? Yesterday? Yeah, when were you born? Eight years ago? Okay, dumbass. <laughs> learn how to sew better. God. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, RIP, don't. Don't. This is That was a joke. Don't. don't. I would say, like, don't buy from Shein, but, like, also if you're poor, what the fuck else are you going to do? I hate this fucking world. Yeah. There are no good choices. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Except for consuming this pussy. Because it's my ass and my anus, and it's finally famous. Yeah, it's finally solved. Yeah, it's finally solved. I don't know, man. Get some ass shots for off. Uh, ditto, ditto what she said. Um, I agree. I just, I don't know. Like, things just come out of my mouth, and, like, I'm merciless to, to it, yeah. you know? I'm just, like, I'm a vessel, and things are happening. I'm, like, possessed by something. By something. We don't know what. No, not confirmed. Gurf? Goblin? 
perhaps both. Gurf or goblin? Not not sure which one's gonna front right now. Ah, cause it's my gurf and my goblin. <laughs> when the trash man is like pinned under the ceiling fan on his couch, he like is like knocked out and trapped, but he's also just like sort of twitching and shaking and going. <laughs> and it was. Literally so disturbing. I hated it so much. I don't know what it was. Like, this episode, like, it's creepy. Like, it's creepy. I don't know what the fuck that was, Jeremy Rowley, but I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Bimbo penitentiary to you. Sentence for life. <laughs> yeah, this this episode, it was weird. It was disgusting. There was no logic. Who can relate? Everybody, that was manufactured. Yeah, it was. It's all a lie. This whole podcast is pre-planned, 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 pre-scripted. It's like David Dobrik's <laughs> vlogs. You think it's all happening but right then not. and there, but buddy, it's a facade. The difference is that we don't actually like kill people. Or, like, accidentally try to. The difference is that my ass and my anus, yeah, it's finally famous. <laughs> the difference is that we're going goblin mode on here. <laughs> we're back at Lube's apartment. Fred and Miss B are carrying a shirtless Lube. Why is he shirtless? Into his apartment after near-death accident number two. The gang welcomes Lube back home from the hospital, and then Lube and them start fighting about the ceiling fan and their second unintentionally intentional murder attempt. Miss B tells them all to cut the shit out and to stop upsetting this injured man. Mrs. B is like, oh, you poor thing, you look awful. And Sam's like, he looked awful before the accident. Which is true. I mean, they just spent five days in his apartment, too. <laughs> like, this episode is funny. Yeah. But I'm disturbed. Is it really that funny, though? That line was funny. That line was funny, yes. I would say there's some good lines in this episode. I agree. But overall, it's okay. I was afraid. Uh, yeah, I was pretty much terrified the entire episode. Lube is saying how horrible he feels. And Miss B says that it's because his leg isn't properly elevated. Once she fixes it, Lube is suddenly so calm. And in a normal voice, he says, Thank you, Miss Benson. To which Miss B replies, Oh, please. Call me Marissa. <laughs> Lube is like, Marissa? That's a pretty name. And she's like, oh, thanks. It's French for honeysuckle. And he's like, oh, oh I like honeysuckle. Oh, we will be. We will be. We will And the kids are literally there. The kids are literally there watching them fucking fuck with their words. Like his dick is getting like like yeah. moistened at the tip. It's like and he's already shirtless. It's coming up under under his little. His He's little, a tenting. Yep. He's pitching it. It's crazy. And she's receiving. She is receiving, and she's into it. After saying how horrible he looks. I mean, me. He's ugly. I, I love, love him. It. Also, she said that her name means honeysuckle in French, and this is literally not true. Okay, I I googled it. She googled it. I googled it. Okay, we're not QAnon here today, right now. No, we are scientific researchers who do science and submit peer-reviewed articles. Exactly. Tell us what you found in your research, Natalie Collins. This is my research. Everything that I read, it said it originates from the word Maris, which means sea. So Marissa means of the sea. And honeysuckle in French is, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. Chevreflu. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go in that direction. What, what do you want me to say? Chave Foy. What she said? Like en foy de papier. It's like chave foy. Chave foy. Or it might be chevre. 
because it has an accent, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, I am also gonna say cap. Yeah, because from my high school and college and a brief trip to Paris. When I was young, I do know for a fact that mare does mean sea. Yeah. Um, it's with an E, though, but it's, like, the same pronunciation. It's just something that gets, like, translated. So that makes sense. I believe that. Merissa. She is of the sea. So, makes sense. Honeysuckle? No. No. I found one. One thing. You've got that, that one, one thing. thing. Um, I found one thing that said it was Honeysuckle that wasn't an iCarly website. It was Answers.com. So it's not a very reliable source. And it said that Marissa means Honeysuckle in French. No, I, I went to that website and I was like, this is Cap. Cap. This is not real. Welcome to Factor Cap and it's Cap. I looked it up and it was just like, no, this is fake. They just made that shit up. Okay, but then why why that specifically? Because they wanted to say suckle? Yeah, because he wants to suckle her honey. Ugh. And her name couldn't be Chev Froy. I just, I'm so mad. It's just annoying. Like, like if you're going to make a joke, at least make a fucking funnier joke. They just lied. We are looking for logic in a place uh, that logic is not. Who can relate? Who can't relate? <laughs> uh, anyway... Miss B tells the kids to skedaddle, but Carly is hesitant about leaving. When Lube asks Miss Honeysuckle to shave his back for him, Honeysuckle is so excited, and Carly's like, yeah, that's it. I'm out. My bad. I'm not gonna lie. He do be a little sexy with that normal voice. I might grab my Gillette and my shaving cream and say, get in the tub, Luby. Get in the tub. Wee-woo, wee-woo, wee-woo. Put your wrists out. Lock her up. Lock her up. Hey, what did Lock I say? Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> I said he's disgusting. Uh, I love it. Nasty. Back in the lobby, Spence is on that CB radio looking for some conversation. <laughs> Anybody picking up what I'm putting down? Come on back. Ooh. A guy named Porkchop chimes in and they start having a lovely conversation that is interrupted by a child playing racket ball in the lobby. Spencer ball. tells the kid to stop and the kid just glares at Spencer and then turns back around and keeps playing anyway. <sighs> yes. Um, this child is played by Ryan Ochoa. And when I was looking him up, he looked super, super familiar. So I thought that I was going to find, like, a lot of things or, like, one specific thing that I, like, recognized him from. But I didn't. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that he was in was obviously iCarly. But then also he was in Pair of Kings where he played Lanny. It was, like, one of the main roles. But a fun fact, he is now performing slash rapping with his three brothers in a group called the Ochoa Boys with a Z. Boys. I am going to have to pass on giving that a listen. Yeah. Just based on the description. I think I'm good. Yeah. So uh, I didn't know him from that, but maybe somebody else does. Maybe we got a big Ochoa, Ochoa Boys fan on the, on the pod here. I just know he's walking out on stage like, who can relate? And we're like, we can't. Sorry. I'm rapping with my brothers. Ochoa Boys. Ochoa Boys. Ayy. But this also is not the last time we will see little Ochoa Boys here. He's back in other episodes later on. So maybe that's what I recognized him from is just iCarly. Yeah, he looked really familiar to me too. And I think yeah. it's literally probably just him being a little shit in iCarly. Yeah, maybe. Pork chops like, you a trucker? Spence is like, no, but uh, let me tell you a joke. What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? 
Choppy Pork's like, man, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Everyone can roast beef. <laughs> but no one <laughs> can pee soup. <laughs> Spencer can barely spit out his own joke, but the kid keeps whacking his ball. And Spencer's like, hey. Kid, seriously, you can't do that in here. Take it outside, okay? But the kid just whips the ball at Spencer's desk and yells, Make me! Spencer screams, Hey! And then to add insult to injury, Porkchop goes, Look, doorman, you know this channel's for truckers only, so get off! The kid is still whacking his ball around the lobby when some normcore man trots down. Spencer's like, is this your son? And the guy reluctantly goes, yeah. Like, uh. Spencer rats on the kid's bad behavior and Papa's like, that's it. You're grounded. Spencer goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the kid literally growls at him, yes. leaps over the desk, latches onto Spencer and starts swinging at him. Yep. And the dad has to pull him off of Spencer yep. and drag him upstairs while he's screaming, I'll get you. At Spencer. Yeah. The look in this kid's eyes when he was screaming, I'll get you. Bro, this was not acting. No. He is a demon. A demon. Ochoa, not the character. A demon. Him and his brothers are performing satanic rituals together on stage. Yeah. They're they're going beyond goblin mode. Yeah. They're going Ochoa mode. We're going Ochoa mode. Who's going Ochoa mode? <laughs> New level unlocked. Ochoa mode. Goes goblin girth. Ochoa. Ochoa. The IRS going Ochoa mode. <laughs> the IRS has been Ochoa. <laughs> How do you think they can handle emotionally ruining families and making people poor? They gotta be They've going been Ochoa, Ochoa mode. mode this whole time. Exactly, exactly. It all makes sense. Full circle. You know, like, I, I know I thought Spanky Jr. was a demon, but at least he didn't beat the shit out of anybody. <laughs> like, this kid is legitimately a demon. Yeah. Like, that was terrifying. Yeah. That was not acting. Yeah, that and was it's scary. because... Because Ochoa is a demon. He is a demon. It accounts for everything. Like it's it like the the reason he got casted was because they thought he was a great actor, but the reason he was a great actor was because he was literally just a demon being himself. Yes. He was he was just being himself, just being a demon. Yeah. Uh remember last episode when I was like, just kick the kid's ass if they're being a shit. Yeah, this kid would literally put Spencer in the hospital, if not a grave. Yeah. He's lucky he's lucky his dad was there yes or he'd be right next to lubert on that dirty ass couch yeah spooning him and his mole filled body i don't even think he would be next to lubert i i think he would be in the morgue he'd be six feet under he would be six feet under like lubert got got lucky getting the fucking idiot kids fucking around with him this spencer yeah. has a literal demon coming after him yeah like possession like he needs to call a call an exorcist a minister a pastor yeah what's it called a pastor a church guy one of those church guys yeah you know. but i thought this was really interesting how spencer's anger escalated and jerry trainer kind of got a little serious yeah and he was like hey you can't do that in here. Come on. Take it outside. Like, he got, like, mad. Is this, like, sort of, like, uh explanation as to how Lubert became Lubert? Like, he used to be a normal dude, and then literally being a doorman dealing with shitty kids just, like, turned him into, like, a bitter man. I think Lubert had a lot of uh nature to get to where he was, but I think the nurture also 
helped push him along that way. It was like a perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. You know when like a serial killer gets bullied when he was younger and it's like yeah. everyone gets bullied but not everyone becomes a serial killer and it's like maybe right. if he wasn't bullied he wouldn't have snapped and started killing. It's like Lubert would have always had it in him to be Lubert. Yeah. But the kids pushed him. But it, he got possessed by Ochoa. Don't push me just because I'm close to the door. Remember Happy? Yes. We're in the school hallway, and Fred is talking to the girlies, telling them how he can do whatever he wants now that Mm. Miss Honeysuckle is taking care of Lube and not paying any attention to him. Was Miss Honeysuckle the bitch's name from... Oh, no, that was Miss Honey. Yes, from Matilda. I was thinking Matilda. just Miss Honey, not Miss Honey. Suckle. No suckling. No suckling. That's why she had no man. Not enough suck involved. Am I right, gentlemen? Uh, anyway, Fred has got no belt on. No belt. He's got some open-toed shoes on. And he even slept with his socks on last night. Just his socks. No. Sam immediately spits her Cheetos back into the bag. Oh. <sighs> uh. Uh, why 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 are they talking about this little boy sleeping naked but also why is nathan crest literally making like a little sexy eye face the whole time like just my because he's he's trying to let sam know you know if you want to come over my mom isn't home and i'm sleeping i'm sleeping naked with just my socks on wink 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 okay you know what that's not like i feel like girls are sexy if they're like i'm naked but when boys are naked i'm just like is it like hanging around like just like hanging you know like i'm like i always wonder about like boys running like what's happening nothing that i want to be a part of like it's gross but i want to see it i don't let me see the mechanics of it no can you hop for me i am good you can do the research and get back to me but also let's get back to this child yeah let's get back to him real quick when freddie tells him that he has no belt on he lifts up his shirt and like his boxers are like two inches out of his fucking pants. And he's like exposing his little tum tum. And I was like, I could have gone without yeah. that. And it also pissed me off because I'm like, why the fuck do is it normal for boys boxers to just be out? Like, it really pisses me off. Like, chicks get shamed for a fucking yeah. panty line. But like, dudes just like purposely have their whole ass boxers out. I don't understand why that's well, normal. Well, because men don't shame men for doing things. And they shame women I just, for doing how, things that don't make sense. The whole panty line thing never made sense to me. I'm like, what are you? I'm wearing underwear. You're wearing underwear. You're wearing boxers. Yeah. I can see your boxer line. Why can't I wear underwear and show my and show my line? What do you mean? It's it's just underwear. God forbid a woman isn't perfectly seamless and no panty line. And yeah. Shut the hell up. Barbie, Barbie doll. doll. No privates Bar- because body. she she have no coochie. She fit in little string. This is how I feel about the difference between a man showing bulge and a bitch having camel toe i hate when people talk about camel toe because it's like have you seen a vagina that's That's what a vagina looks looks like like. let's normalize like there's a very big difference between like literally just like the fabric laying on the part of the body that it's on and then like if if something's like hiked up and it's like clearly like uncomfortable and up in there and maybe it's like oh maybe i should have gone a whole different direction right but like i don't understand what the big deal is like if you are attracted to women and you like coochie you should like what a coochie looks like yeah and that is what a coochie looks like literally like if you love Punani so much, why does it gross you out? Right. Because when I see a bulge yes. of a man I like, I'm sort of like, ah. Uh-huh. 
And when I see a bulge of a man I don't like, I'm like, oh, okay, anatomy. I'm just going to avert my gaze. You right. Know? Because that's what it is. It's just there. You really can't help it. It's just there. It's like, bitch, I have a vagina. I have lips. Yes. And it, it, it has a shape. It has a beautiful, luscious shape that many men would pay money to see. You should be lucky to be seeing yeah. it for free. Me and my camel toe are art. Exactly. Because it's my camel, my toe. <laughs> Now that we've broken down gender norms um, about camel toes, Carly is telling Fred that just because he can do whatever he wants now, the harsh reality is that his mom is dating Lubert. Fred is in absolute denial, and Sam asks, if Fred's mom marries Lubert, does that mean he'll have to kiss his wart goodnight? Fred angrily says that his mom will never, never. marry Lubert. The girlies are like, yeah, mm-hmm, whatever you say. But before Sam leaves, she says, you know what? Your mom was right. You really should wear a belt. And Fred is confused, and she goes... Because then people can't do this. And she pants him. And everybody in the entire school and in the world starts laughing at him. You know, he deserved it. That's what he gets for going against Miss Honeysuckle. Yeah. Also, the... Does he have to kiss Bluebird's work at night? That was some solid clowning. Genius. I loved it. That was a good line from this. It was hilarious. Hilarious. 10 out of 10. We are back in the lobby and Spencer's on the CB radio again. Again. Hey, hey, this is the doorman who's out here on the CB radio land. Come on back to me. (laughs) The demon child is lurking Lurking. around the corner. Ready to be possessed. Listening. Watching. Waiting. This was legitimately, dude. This kid's face, like I'm He's scared. Scary. I'm scared of this child. He's scary. 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 I don't want to. I see don't like it. it. Oh, I was gonna say. Also, where is this kid's dad? Why is he just hanging out in the lobby? Yeah, like, like he's probably a single father. Like has no tabs on his child. Like has no idea what's going on or anything like that. And that's why this kid can fucking go in the lobby all the time. Like fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. Beat him up. Beat him, him up. up. Just kidding. He is literally a supernatural yeah, it'll, entity it'll and he will us. wreck your shit yeah. so fast. Don't don't touch him. Don't even look at him. Don't don't acknowledge. Don't acknowledge. Don't, don't acknowledge. Don't look at him. Don't you got power. Like Medusa, you gotta look at him through like a mirror. Like you can't like look at him straight in the eyes. <laughs> get away, get away, get away, get away. Spencer gets a bite on the radio. Hey, you got the sledgehammer. Okay, Mr. Sledgehammer. What do you get when you cross a rooster with a small dog? Huh? A cock-a-poodle do. <laughs> Look, buddy, this channel ain't no place for a comedian. But Spence just goes, is too. Porkchop chimes in and is like, I think you're talking to the same old boy who was bugging me the other day. Spencer says, oh, hey, pork chop, What you been up to? Digging bugs out of your wife's ear. What? 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 Uh, what? What? Digging Dig- bugs? Digging bugs out of your wife's ear? There's nothing even to be said. I was going to say to the, look, buddy, this channel is no place for a comedian. And is too is us with our hater. Yeah. <laughs> Please, it's kind of pointless. All they do is make jokes. What about it? What about <laughs> it? That's the point. Who can make jokes? Who can relate? <laughs> But uh, apparently, uh, that was it. Spencer yeah, it. crossed the line, yep. the bug in the ear line. Yep. Porkchop and Sledgehammer want to know where the fuck Spencer is because they're yes. going to beat the living shit out of him. They're going to go Ochoa mode. But Spencer's like, I'll never tell. And instead, ask them what their name would be if they got married. Sledgehammer or Porkhammer? Oh. Oh. 
Spence gets a phone call and goes in the back room, and then the demon child sees his in. He sprints to the CB radio and just relays the exact address information yes. they need to track young Spencer down. Yes, they literally, he literally doxed Spencer. On a CB radio, On no less. On a CB radio, no less. Like, gave him, like, full coordinates. They gave him his social his security social security. Number. <laughs> yep, like everything. He was like, "This is it. This is it. Medical history, yep. blood type. Yep." And like, also, again, I know I'm looking for logic in a no logical place. Who can relate? But no way, Spencer did not hear fucking Ochoa mode saying this shit. He's literally right behind the door, right over there, and the kid was like yelling into the CV radio. Listen, logic is not. It's not here. here. This is a Jack Harlow episode. <gasps> there is no. No logic. No logic. But this normcore dad comes over and is like, hey, Chuck, put that down. And Chuck just smiles and goes, yes, daddy. Personally, I didn't need that. Yeah. I didn't need that. Yeah. There are too many daddies in the show for me yeah, to personally. Um, enjoy. Who can relate? I don't like how the kid's name is Chuck. Yeah. Chuck is an old man name. Yeah. I'm, Charlie. Charlie is a boy. Yeah. He doesn't look like a Chuck. Yeah. You know? He looks like a... <laughs> the demons will rise. That should be his name. Yeah. Donnie. Good old Don. We are back at Lubert's apartment. Venmo me $3 for saying that. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm upping it. Inflation. Inflation is crazy in these times. We get topical on this podcast. We get so topical. Honeysuckle and Lube are having a romantic candlelit dinner when Fred slowly goes Ochoa mode and opens the door to spy on them. (laughs) Honeysuckle offers Lube some more fish loaf. But he says he'd rather just skip right mm-mm, to dessert. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Honeysuckle is confused because she didn't make any dessert. But Lube is like, oh, I'm looking at something pretty sweet right here. And she just chuckles and says, oh, Lube. And they both lean in just laughing. And then they cheers to us. Fred is disgusted and leaves before he sees his mother fuck Lubert right then and there in the living room on the table. First of all, she actually called him Lube. She did. I was like, come on. Come on, Nickelodeon. Well, I, I think it's funny, too, because this is the same thing with us saying Fred word. Yeah. We're like, we, we, we were saying the joke about Lube, and now they're calling him Lube. They're like, we're not even beating around the bush. Yes. This is a joke about sexual lubrication. They're about to fuck and they're about to use lube speaking of sex and fucking and lube yes the way the way Rudy is in a silk tiger print robe mm-hmm. ah that man knows how to fuck <laughs> that's all i'll say that is what a silk tiger print robe means that man asked for his wart back he doesn't need looks he knows how to fuck literally he was like i actually use this to my advantage he doesn't need it i only want women who want me for me yes not for my awesome Dick game. It's got to ward off the fakes. <laughs> Not for my bugs in my apartment that my lizard eats. Not for the three kids that have been staying in my apartment for the last five days doing everything for me, including buying me a ceiling fan. Not for the general <laughs> filth and grime covering every inch of this place. No, just for my yeah. dick. Back at the Shea apartment, I suppose it's $3 now because inflation, what are you going to do? Yeah, what, what are you going to do? It's crazy. The girls are sitting on beanbag chairs mm-hmm. shooting arrows at a video of a bare, bare foot 
wiggling, wiggling around on a TV, TV screen. What was the reason for the foot? You know the reason. I know I know the reason, but... Why? 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 There was no need. They could have just been sitting there shooting bow and arrow at a random person. It could have been anything. It could have been anything. They could have just been sitting there watching TV. It could have been anything. And they chose They chose a barefoot wiggling jail camille cabello we got someone yeah we got him she's camille. on the, she's on speed dial at this point we're fucking calling calling her on everyone fred barges in barges put <laughs> the bows down you guys were right my mom wants to get lubed up with luby sam starts to make a joke but fred cuts her off no jokes pucket this is serious chiz carly tells him to calm down but he says he can't sam goes benson <laughs> Freddie continues, how could I possibly calm down when there's a possibility that Lubert could become my daddy? I just, there's a lot to unpack, so, you know, bear with me here. that he said jizz yep um i had to look at the subtitles and rewind and that's when i saw that it said chiz c-h-i-z-z is how they spelt it in the subtitles but i mean what the fuck is chiz like just say jizz you are not a hop skip and a jump you are you're there. there. You're there. You could have just said jizz. He could have. And he should have. Honestly, if parents are okay with him saying chiz, they need to be okay with him saying jizz because it's it's interchangeable right. at this point. It is. You zone out for one second and he's saying jizz. Yeah. I heard because he hit the ch so sharply. Yes. I was like, chiz. Yeah. He was like yelling yeah. too. This is serious chiz. And I was like, did you jizz? But also, you cannot have a character saying the words lube and chiz in the same sentence and just expect it to be okay. Like, I'm I'm drawing the line. Yeah, this is where you draw the line. This. This, right here. This, this is it. This is where I get out my Sharpie. Yep. And I put it and I... And that's the line. It's drawn. Another another point I'd like to bring up. When do they call each other by their last names? Like, since when do that they call so each weird. other by their last names? It was weird. Benson. Puck it. That was, like, her getting serious. Like, you know when, like, a boyfriend is, like, about to, like, fight someone? And then, and then the like, girlfriend's like, you're like no, baby, baby, come back. It's a, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Come don't, here. Don't be here. I'm here. Stop. I'm right here. No. I'm right here. Come look on. Baby, Benson. look at me. Look Benson. at me. Look at me. Benson. Stop. This was, like, her version of that where she has to get super aggressive to snap him out of it. She's like, Benson, Benson, get your head in the game. Get your, get your, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. You gotta get your, get your, get your, get your head in the game. Cause it's my ass and my anus, and it's finally famous. Look, I, it was just weird. Like the pocket wasn't as weird as the Benson. Was. I think it was just supposed to be her, like being very serious. But then she didn't even have anything good to say. She yeah. was just saying it. It she wasn't just said like Benson. Benson, we're here for you, no matter who your stepdad is. It was just yeah. Benson. His stepdaddy is. Get it right. Stepdaddy. Stepdaddy. Um, that brings me in. Why daddy? <laughs> you know why. Why did he use daddy? You know why. You absolutely know why. There's no need for two daddies in one episode. It's 
redundant. There's no need. There's no need for any daddies in an episode. Yeah, there's no need for one, actually. There's no need for one, but now two? It would have been just as funny if he, instead of going overly casual, if he went overly formal and being like, he's going to be my stepfather. (laughs) Yeah. No, but he like, he emphasized too. He was like, become my Daddy! daddy. Lock him Camille up. Camille Cabello. Lock him up. We got him. We got him. Wee woo wee wee woo, 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 woo. They're outside. Sam's like, don't worry. We can fix this jizz. The girls decide to hatch a plan to get Honeysuckle to love Freddie again. Ooh. All he has to do is get hurt, and she'll have to pay attention to him. Obviously. Why is the trade-off of, like, her refocusing her energy on Freddie is her, like, liking Freddie again. Uh-huh. I was just like, so you admit the relationship between Mrs. Benson and Freddie is emotionally incestuous. Yeah, like, Sigmund Freud is literally, like, rolling in his grave right now. Yeah, he was like, I was right. I was right. He's like, I knew it. I want to fuck my I mom so bad, and it's okay. And so does everybody. So does Fredward Benson and I, Carly. <laughs> that makes it okay. That's why they kept saying, Daddy, it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. Yeah, it's just it fucking, it's weird. Yeah. And, and dare I say dare that he say. should be happy for Miss Benson because this man gets take baths fucking bi-weekly. You should be happy that your mother is not fucking Munchausen by proxying you anymore. Fair enough. But honestly, uh, it's kind of hard to see that sex god romancing <laughs> your mom. It's pretty gross. Well, shit, he should get over it. Let his mom be happy. He's like, not as long as I live here, bitch. Wait till I go to college. Wait till please. I die. You're you 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 kiss him. You kiss the doorman. I I'm kill out. myself. I'm gone. I'm out of this existence for good, Mama. When Sam proposes this idea, she's like, "What if you got hurt?" And Freddie's like, "Yeah, yeah." And it was literally flashbacks to Spencer and Purple Tank Top all over again. Hot, sexy, sweaty, sexual tension. But then he remembers that Carly's there and he's like exposing his kink with Sam. And all of a sudden he like pretends to be confused and he's like, wait, what? What do you mean? What if I got hurt? He literally had like the sex flashbacks like like right then and there. He was like. His PP got wet, wet. Yeah, he got a little wet, He was sticky and wet. He was sticky and wet. He was sticky and wet and he was was not upset. Oh. (laughs) Mommy doesn't know about it because mommy's sticky and wet with Luber. True. And she is also not upset about that. She is also not upset about that. So maybe she needs a new, maybe she needs a new uh, catchphrase. Sticky and, and wet make mommy happy though i was literally trying to think of a rhyme for her going down on lubert i don't know sticky and wet makes mommy give head (laughs) i didn't like the way that felt on my mouth yeah i didn't like how that felt in my soul (laughs) after we're all sticky and wet we're in the lobby and it's lubes first day back on the job Mm -hmm. after a short-term disability that did not pay him a goddamn cent and Spencer is telling Lube that he organized the phone calls he received into three piles. Calls from his mother, death threats, and death threats from his mother. That was very funny. Oh. That was very funny. Oh, wait. 
So if you have a great relationship with your mom, that was really funny. <laughs> Who can relate? Me. Not you though. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You've met your dad. Moving on. True. You know, you can't you can't win them all. <laughs> Loop realizes that the CB radio is out in the open, and when Spencer tries to tell him that he found it, Lube yells, Get out! By Jordan Peele. <laughs> this was actually his inspiration. <laughs> Spencer runs away and honeysuckle swoons, and she's like, Look at you. Like a captain at the helm of his ship. Bro, she's so wet. She's literally she's Niagara so Falls. Literally yeah. Niagara Falls right now. She's like, oh my God, the border between Canada and New York is, is moist this time. Moist. Of year. And Lube, he's pitching a tent right now too. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I love oh. camping. He's like, oh, Marissa. Miss Marissa goes to go put some cream. On Lube's wart. You mean Lube on his lube? Lube on his warty lube. When out of nowhere, Fred launches himself down the stairs and lands on the lobby floor. Miss B immediately goes into panic mode, caring for her little baby boy lover. And Lube yells, don't get any blood on my floor. Miss B is disgusted with him, but Lube is not shutting the fuck up as most men do. And continues... Oh, come on. We don't have time for this. We have dinner reservations at 20 minutes. MSB says he will have to go without her. Lube throws a temper tantrum and just starts screaming. Ah! The girls come running down asking what happened to poor Fredward. MSB says Fred fell probably because of those goddamn no nut analogy open toe shoes. No nut analogy. <laughs> And tells the girls to help her get Fred back up to the apartment. What about me? (laughs) Miss V calmly walks up to Loop and says, I am sorry, Loopert, but you are a mean, nasty man. I cured your body, but I cannot cure your hideous personality. That was hard. Okay. Period. Also cured your body. Wink, 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 wink. She was like, aka I sucked you dry. AKA she sucked and fucked and Niagara Falls and wet and sticky make mommy give head. <laughs> Lube asked if he can at least get her recipe for fish loaf. Pussy. But Miss B is already long gone. Lube yells out, Who's gonna put lotion on my wart? And then looks at Carly and Sam and says, What either of you girls? But they both yell, Ew, gross, and run away. Does Lube not know that propositioning minors for sex is illegal? I don't know if he knows anything. Also, it unfortunately was this moment when I realized fish loaf? That's a punani. A camel toe, a fish loaf. A punani, a coochie, a soaking wet wop, a soaking wet Niagara Falls, a bingo trap. You start being like, yo, how's that fish loafing? Is it a loaf? Is it is the loaf rising? Or is it just settled? How's is is the loaf dry or is it nice and moist? Is it moist or over what? over or under? Yeah. What's going on there? The fact, too, that not only is he propositioning minors, but also it's, like, right after he's being sexual with Miss B. Yeah. And she's, like, sexually going to put the lotion on his wart. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait, would either of you girls want to sexually put lotion on my wart? Like, that's what makes it worse, too. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Dan Schneider knows what he's doing. Camila Cabello, where are you? Wee-woo, wee-woo, wee-woo. 
Come on. We know you're not fucking Sean Mendez anymore. You're free. You're free. What do you have on your schedule? Nothing. You're in the you're you're in the you're in the White House. You're in the White House and you're sending people to Bimbo Penitentiary. Get over here, bitch. Do do an arrest. Come on. Two rednecks come waltzing into the lobby looking tough as hell in their flannels and Lube asks who the hell these clowns are. It's pork chop and sledgehammer. They ask if he's the doorman, and Lube is like, uh, yeah, I'm the doorman, or what of it? That was the wrong answer, because the truckers start beating the absolute shit out of Lubert. The entire front desk is literally shaking. Okay, I stand with Lubert. He did not deserve this. He did not. He might be an obnoxious, dirty weirdo. But yes. first of all, he thinks that his obnoxious, dirty weirdo self finally found love. Yeah. Just to have it thrown in his face and mm-hmm. get called nasty by the person you thought liked you. That's so cruel. Yeah. If she thought he was vile, she should not have fucked with him to begin with. Right. Miss Munchausen by proxy. Canceled. And honestly... What crimes did he commit where he deserves to get beat up by these truckers? He just got beat up by kids. Twice. Via pranks and bad installations of fans. And now he's going to be back in the hospital because of this? I don't know. No, I don't think. I think he's in the morgue. He dead. He dead. Luby has been lubed out. Luby has. There's no more lube in Luby. It was rubbed out. It was rubbed out. Rubbed dry. The chiz happened. Yep. It's done. It's done. The tube is empty. I feel for Luby. I am Luby. I, I, you know, I feel, I feel bad. I don't like how they ended the episode like this. It was just, it was just mean. Like Spencer should have gotten the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Spencer was the annoying one. And he escalated the situation. Yeah. And Luby literally, yeah, he's annoying. He's not a miserable, bad person. He's not doing harm unto others. No, he's just well, Luby was also, people. he just showed up for his job. He was just doing his job. He's just a minim- yeah. minimum wage, hardworking guy. Yeah. And he's getting beat up. The entire episode. Does he even have insurance? Uh, probably not. We don't know. He, he's not part of a union. We know that. He doesn't have short-term disability, so he probably doesn't have insurance. Yeah. It's crazy. And then it ends with him getting his ass beat by these yeah. two big guys. Uh, Well, the, the big guys. Uh, We'll end it with who the big guys are, I guess. Porkchop is played by Joel McCrary, uh, who actually was in a lot of different things. Uh, Some of them specifically that stood out to me were Princess Diaries 1 and 2, where he played Prime Minister Motaz. Hell yeah. He was in one episode of Seinfeld. He was also in Cheaper by the Dozen, where he played Gil. He was in Cars, where he voiced the SUV. And your absolute favorite, he was in Big Bang Theory. Mm. One episode, though. I got excited. I was like, wait, what? I thought Cars was my favorite. No, Big Bang Theory. Fuck that shit. Uh, Sledgehammer is played by Matthew Willig. He used to be in the NFL. Um, and he played mm-hmm. for 14 seasons and six different teams. And he also won a Super Bowl. So period king. He was in a lot of different things as well. He was in Where the Millers, where he played One Eye. Mm-hmm. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where he plays Lash. And he's in the new show called Young Rock, which is about Dwayne the Rock Johnson's life, where he plays Andre the Giant. Hell yeah. Well... We are in the post credit scene. We are. Carly is quizzing Sam on what she should do in different scenarios. What do you do if your foot catches on fire? Go to iCarly.com. Correct. What do you do if a bear swallows your little brother? Go to iCarly.com. Yes. What do you do if you can't find your pants? Go to iCarly.com. Good girl. Huh? Good girl.
Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. What do you do if a bear catches on fire and then swallows your pants? Go to iCarly.com. Exactly. What do you do if... Go to iCarly.com. How did you know? I had a feeling. Want to get some chicken wings? Yup. But only if you call me good girl again. Nice and slow. Good girl. Draw it out. Like, I was uncomfortable. They gotta throw in one last thing. We got away with so much this episode. We got, yeah. we got Lou. We got two daddies. We got chiz. We got pussy. We got jizz. You know what? Yep. We got a little good girl. Good girl. Wee woo, wee woo. Camille Cabello, please. Please save us. This is like the literally the third time that Carly has called Sam good girl. Thanks, I hate it. I can't stand it, actually. What was the reason? There's no reason. It's just nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Rubbish. And of course, they had to finish it off being quirky and be like, want to get some chicken wings? Like, you could have just left it. I eat. Oh, my God. Girls don't eat and I eat. I'm so quirks. Quirky. Uh, Absolute quirk moment. Uh, I eat, like, chicken wings, too. Uh, uh, Not just, like, salad. uh, Uh, Calories? Yeah, I know her. I know her very well. Uh, Other girls? Choke and die. Yeah. Uh, the pod bizzle of this whizzle is lom bizzle truffizzle. 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 It's actually T Pain. T Pain is in the studio with us tonight. Hey. Um, in honor of this episode involving truckers, we, me, I'm the one who suggested it, yes. would like to give the pod babe of the week title to Lombard Trucking, who is. A, a trucker. Yes. B, I know from the internet. And C, I I just messaged Natalie and was like, who the fuck is Lombard <laughs> Trucking? Tell them who the fuck Lombard Trucking is. Well, Lombard Trucking is my bestie, Michael Lombard, from college. Um, He is a big supporter of the podcast. Thank you. And he is a trucker, and he is the sweetest person to ever exist. So he deserves a pod babe of the week. And he also has his own podcast that you guys should check out called Lombard Trucking. Um, but he also posts on YouTube, too, and his account on there is also Lombard Trucking. So check him out. He is great, and he tells a lot of interesting stories. Lombard, thank you so much for being a supporter. I love your energy. Yeah. You're the bomb. I hope I see you in Austin. Yes. Speaking of Austin. Speaking of Austin. For next (gasps) week's episode, me and Miss Natalie will be in the same city. We'll be recording in the same room together for the first time ever. We will be actually in the studio together. In the studio. For the first time. And it's going to be giving you a taste of what could be if every single person listening recommended this podcast to a friend, mm-hmm. rated it on Spotify mm-hmm. and on Apple Music, mm-hmm. and went to our TikTok Apple and engaged podcast. with all of our content and Apple Podcasts and 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 just 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 helped just us jizzed. out a little bit. Just a little. Just jizzed in my mouth. Yes. In I just in my own mouth. Yeah. Um, this is what could be if we if 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 if, if Natalie didn't have to forensic. And she, and she could move to L.A. And we could be on, on the cam, in the room, on the mics. Precisely. Because it's my ass and my, my anus, anus. And it's finally famous. famous you know? It, that, that could be us. But y'all playing. It could be us in person. Yeah. It's going to be tight. You guys are going to hear the the quality of the app when we're in the same room. Yeah. Actually, it's just going to be a, a SEX tape. 
So next week we'll be rewatching I Go to Japan when I go to Austin. Oh, and we hope that you rewatch it with us. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. Because it's my ass and my anus, and it's finally it's kinda, famous. Yeah, who can relate? Solved. It's finally solved. <laughs> I don't know, man. Get some ass shots. We're off. I was on the net when you Google my ass. Michael Kors. Couldn't get Michael Kors if you was fucking Michael Kors. Big Sean, boy, how big is ya? All right, I'm not Nicki Minaj. Thank you for clarifying. I know everyone was confused. Okay, bye. Bye. If you love I Rewatch iCarly, go ahead and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app or rate us on Spotify. And if you want a chance to be Pod Babe of the Week, be sure to check out our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook page at I Rewatch iCarly for more content. And head over to our YouTube channel for extended uncut videos of each episode. You can also find Cersei at cersei.mp3 on Instagram. And you can find Natalie at Natalie R. Collins on Instagram, where the rest of our social media is linked in our bios. Disclaimer, I Rewatch iCarly is not affiliated with iCarly or Nickelodeon in any way, shape, or form. We shall not be held responsible and or liable for anything we say. Anyone listening to our podcast agrees to not hold us liable for what we say or display. We are merely a third-party conglomeration of stories and theories about or pertaining to iCarly, its cast, and creators. Said theories or stories may or may not use real names, always in semi-real and slash or mostly or substantially fictitious ways. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and if you choose to take anything we say 100% seriously, you are an idiot. But we are also idiots who don't mean anything we say. Long story short, free speech, fair use, you can't sue us because we're making it up. Good day.